Welcome to Thursday Night Point Class. My name is Katherine Kogel, and this is the podcast all about ballet, dance, and making changes. I was thinking about how, I know I frame a lot of things maybe in like the negative aspects about ballet or like the challenges about ballet, but I guess the reason why I want to talk about it in these podcasts is because it wasn't talked about when I was like really in the ballet world. Everything was so hush hush and you tried to really keep up appearances and that was really challenging for me. And I'm not trying to just like be, it's all negative all the time. I think that there needs to be an exploration of what was challenging so that we can move through it and not be burdened down by it so that we can actually step into a place of grace and joy with our dancing so that we can be in more staid connection with those feelings as opposed to having this like visceral love-hate relationship which I think is something that you know we might all experience at some point but I think it's more common than not and I would have loved when I was professionally dancing and was at the school of American Ballet to have felt more of just like that love and exploration instead of this like I love it. I love it. But I fucking hate it so much at the same time. I'm so, some, a part of me is so miserable and just down all the time. Um, and so I think that's why I like to talk about the challenging aspects is not to be like, it's all negative and horrible. It's just like, we need to talk about these things so that we can move past them so that we can practice a new way of being with ourselves as dancers in the studio, in companies, in schools, and feel more confident and joyful in our dancing consistently. So I think that's why I bring all this stuff up, you know? Anyway, I was suggested a topic by a lovely dancer at the American Contemporary Ballet, and she recommended to me that I go in deeper about kind of like the aspects of feminine that are played out in ballet and I touched on this before in another podcast in which there's a lot about ballet's history about ballet's history that has been a major denial of the feminine in the way women have been treated and portrayed as dancers uh, as ballet dancers both in the studio and on stage On the other hand, there is this side of ballet, or I would say the most, like, highest form of ballet is all-encompassing of the feminine, the feminine energy, and even the female body, the female dancer. And I think it's in its highest form, it is this beautiful expression of all aspects of feminine. So let's start with the negative, (laughs) classic. Um, So when I've talked in the past about the denial of the feminine with ballet's history, I think it goes all the way back to, if we really look at the history, you know, obviously it ties into the treatment of women historically in general in regards to the fact that ballet dancers, like the Degas paintings, are of ballet dancers that were like also low-key prostitutes so that's kind of like where ballet is coming from is this kind of idea that men have the ability to do and get do and get whatever they want from the woman 
from the female dancer. And you see this played out historically through our studio um, and the companies, whether that was, you know, some of the more questionable actions that Balanchine did with his dancers in terms of wanting to know where they were everywhere in the studio or in the the theater and everything or then having that tie into like a lot of history around with male directors and how they've treated their dancers an aspect of control and what does that look like in the studio I mean I guess that control is like goes all the way down to telling how women should dress you know are you allowed to wear warm-ups or not just telling them that they have to wear a tights and leotards which is a very revealing outfit and I'm not trying to discredit the fact like I love a tight and leotard outfit don't get me wrong there are amazing designs and you and it can feel great and you see your lines and all that sort of stuff but I'm just saying this as like framing it as a way of like seeing how perhaps this ties into an aspect of control I also think about it in regards to point shoes like who's always been telling women that they have to dance in point shoes has it been historically women or has it been historically men that have been telling them to wear point shoes and again I'm not saying I'm not discrediting the fact that people like point shoes or that they they add an aspect to dancing that's really cool and beautiful I'm just saying that this is like another thing where men in ballet class don't have to wear point shoes and women have to wear point shoes um, why can't they do the ballet on flat if they don't like the point shoes, even though they're a good dancer, you know, like that sort of thing. It's like, and who at the end of the day is dictating it. And then, you know, in rehearsals, you have men, generally, it's usually male choreographers and male directors telling women how they should be moving their body. And I think that this just, this history ties down, or ties down, <laughs> LOL goes all the way back to men feeling like they can get whatever they want from women and women will just willingly give it up to them. If we take it all the way back to like the whore days. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a good word, but <laughs> you know. Anyway, back to when women were prostitutes as well as being ballet dancers. So it's just an interesting like thing to look at and to look through the scope of, you know, who's been telling women in ballet how to move what to wear when to show up honestly how to behave in order to get your roles like there's a certain you learn how you should behave to please the man at the front of the room that's giving the roles and the artistic opportunities so that you can progress and so obviously everything's just a mirror to our society and like I'm saying, not everything's bad. I don't think all men have, you know, bad intentions. I'm just saying that this is steeped in the history of ballet. And there's also kind of an aspect of like the control of the body of what is deemed as like the most beautiful ballet body. I don't know when it started to shift. I mean, there's maybe some debate around like, what set the precedent of having really, really thin bodies, <clears throat> especially in America, but I guess all over the world. But the prepubescent body is not the body that we have for forever. And men, if they're dictating, if they're in charge, need to accept the fact that women's bodies change and that a woman looks different from a young girl. 
And that if you want a beautiful woman to be dancing, you're going to have to accept the beauty of the shape of her body. Yeah. And there's, you know, I think that a lot of the fear also that's perpetuated in ballet studios takes women away from their grounding, from their center, from their earth connection, which is taking them away from their power. I mean, what does that look like? It looks like really pulling up into, up into your pelvic floor and pulling away from your grounding into the earth. Your plie can get shallow. You can start to have injuries that are within your hips or in your, even in like your Achilles, like you're getting tighter in your, in your legs and you're not going all the way into the floor and feeling your power center, like connecting to the earth and the more that we pull away from our intuition and from our inner gut feeling that power that we have as women, the more that we're going to face challenges in terms of injury or anxieties or, you know, anything like that, really. So anyway, that's like, that's kind of like the negative aspect around ballet and the feminine and the control of women in these spaces. Because you really do think about like, you know, the women in the choreographic dance world are usually in modern. You have very few female ballet choreographers historically that are famous. And the women that are creating um, techniques of dance are usually in the modern technique of dance. Why? Because ballet has been heavily dominated in their power structure by men. And again, I think because it goes all the way back to keeping women in this certain demure look, this certain like untouchable geisha. I always think of it like a geisha, like this untouchable woman that the man can also do whatever he wants with her and tell her whatever she is supposed to do. And women who do modern, historically, that is more of like the wild woman archetype, the woman who is connected to the earth and has a period regularly and does like weird seance stuff. And I don't mean that in like a woo woo way, but is like connected to her inner power and, and has to move in a wild way to get her energy going or to sense, you know, understands nature in a way that men don't always always understand. And who controls those spaces more so female choreographers like Graham No, and again, I'm generalizing. Not everyone's bad and not everything's, yeah, it's not all terrible and bad. It's just this is something that I've noticed and thought about a lot of. And I think it's something to pay attention to in order for you to navigate, for a female dancer to navigate her power and for men to be aware of the fact that, like, this is where we're coming from. And so how can you be meeting women more as, like, honoring her strength and gifts in this art form and kind of like more so following her lead of the beauty that she has to offer in regards to this art form. Like don't tell her how her body should look and what she should wear. Like follow her lead. I think she has some wisdom there, you know, but the positive aspects of ballet are numerous. I really do believe that ballet at its, purest form is the all-encompassing pure art of a woman it's like a woman dancing like or a woman expressed through dance like the archetype and the 
energy and the beauty of a woman is expressed through ballet. And so when you have men dancing ballet, they're tapping into like the holding space, the container space for a woman to move through. And that you see that in partnering. And then also when they're just dancing, it's, you know, they're touching into their their elegance as a man moving in their their feminine energy because we all have male and female energy in our in our body yeah that's what I think that's how it goes with with the male but anyway so for women this ballet is like it shows the strength of women like you have to be so fucking strong to do ballet it's insane it's the strength of the woman it's the elegance of the woman it's the grace of the woman it's the beauty of the woman it's the wildness of the woman if she's a if she's willing to step into it it's the fact that you also see the fact that the earth is always there to hold the woman no matter how she's moving in her dance it's always it's her trust of working with the earth to know that she can move her body in all ways and the earth will hold her as her standing ground and her place to dance it's the spirit of the woman, the fact that she can jump and leap so gracefully into her ethereal spirit, ethereal, there we go, ethereal spirit. It's all these aspects of woman that is so beautiful. It's her vulnerability, the fact that she, and it's the strength and the vulnerability when she's showing her neck and her in the insides of her wrists and, and turning out, like you're really exposing your inside out and it's so vulnerable, but there is so much strength to be able to be vulnerable. And so it's this gorgeous marrying of like the strength of revealing your deepest inner, both physically and emotionally coming forward in this dance. It's so beautiful. It's, it's like the mind of the woman and in the way that the technique is so clear and so precise and you see exactly what you need to do to get to where you need to go, which is I think women uh, like do that so well. They see, they can envision so crystalline, like so crystal clear. And that's the aspect of the technique of ballet. I don't know what else, what else, what else is there about women that's so amazing that we can see through ballet? It's just, it's just all of it. It's all of it. It's the strength of the legs down below with the upper body being so free and, and gentle and soft. Yeah, it's, it's really just the most incredible form of dance to have a woman move in and I think that that you know going back to like how men have dominated the space I think that it's that it's actually if you think about how many men have been choreographing and you know especially somebody like Balanchine where he said ballet is woman I think it's like their honoring of the woman like especially Balanchine I think he just honored the woman so much and he revered her so much that he he wanted to create these ballets for her to move because it was just like such an honoring and a, and a reverence and an awe of what and who women are. And I think when we frame it that way, looking back into history, and it's not that we're trying to like change history or change the challenges for people, but I think if we look at it that way and move forward 
and thinking of, of like that's the unlived or the unexpressed truth, we have more agency to be able to shift the atmosphere of ballet so that we can not have a battle of the sexes, but to actually like trust that men are here to help us express our, our gifts that they know not. You know, only men, and I'm, I'm speaking in the, you know, the dichotomy of sexes here. Obviously, I know that there's a lot of free flow and free change. But again, we also have this within ourselves. But that men have the gift to be able to revere and honor the female, the, the woman. And I think that that's such a, that dance is so beautifully shown in ballet when you have partnering. And it's something that we need to work from more and seek out more in ballet spaces and companies and studios and within ourselves. I think that women need to, you know, it ties into how we are with ourselves in the studio and how we think about ourselves. Like, are are we at awe with our movement and our strength and our ability to explore in in challenging choreography and get better and get stronger every step that we take or learn something new about ourselves or are we putting ourselves down constantly and not upholding our beauty to ourselves you know and upholding that space for our for our true beauty to shine through so that's something to think about too you know it's just all things to think about and then play out and when I say play I mean literally just like play around play with how you are with yourself and the more that we find our confidence and our self-esteem and our high support of who we are as dancers the more that we shift not only the ballet studio but literally the world because you're going to have those boundaries put up and that voice to be able to say like if something's not working for you or you feel like it's not a respectful space to say no in whatever nuanced way you're supposed to say it but you just say no because you know what your beauty strength power elegance grace is and you know that it's for you to share and develop and if the space and the company and the studio and the class is not doing that for you you will set a precedent that this is what we do here as artists as women as men as dancers as creators we do not work from fear we work from love and the rise of the divine feminine